Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. As we continue to be exiled at home like the rest of the nation, so unfortunately, uh, yeah, we can't be in our studio, but we're trying to make the best fit like everyone else. And this week, we've got a special guest in the form of Nottinghamshire's favourite cricketer and massive Forest fan, Luke Fletcher. So thanks for joining us, Fletch. No problem. Thanks for, thanks for killing a few a few minutes for me. Yeah, That's how are you coping with it all? It's the most exciting thing I've done for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> how are you coping with it all? It's a bit crazy um, at the moment. From... Uh, yeah, I think we're coping all right. I mean, we've got obviously two kids. I've got four-year-old Freddie and, and Rosie, who's she's one next week or the week after. So, um, yeah, just trying to stay busy, mate, really. That's all we're trying to do. We've got a bit, of, got a bit of a good routine going. So, um, yeah, it's the best we can do at the minute. Just what's chaos. it like? Or what's it like being a professional athlete? Because obviously you're on the verge of your season with knots. What are you able to do at the moment, and how are you staying sane? Well, I actually, I actually took a watt bike from the gym um, a couple of weeks ago. I thought I, I sort of, I sort of read the script what was coming. So I banged one in the back of my car and it's in my garage now. So I've got that. Um, I can run around Colic Park. I don't live far from there. Um, so little bits and bobs. And you know, don't get me wrong. It's nothing. Nothing like we get on a day to day basis. But um, yeah, ticking over as best we can, really. Are you but finding it the same as everyone else? Is it just a bit mental um, life at the moment? I'm finding it. I'm a bit overwhelmed with it all. I, I, I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop listening about it. I can't stop checking social media about it. I just find it so surreal. Um, and I think like everyone else really and no one really knows you know how I think we all realise how bad it is but no one knows how long it's going to go on for so um, mm. that's the bit um, that's the bit that um, you know concerns me I just don't know how long it's gone for and I know a lot of people are going to die from it so it's yeah it's, it's sort of really really weird to be involved in really What's the chat like amongst the, the Knots players WhatsApp group are the cricketers kind of grasping it in general like you do you think um, I think, yeah, I think people have, uh, you know, some of the lads who don't live in Nottingham have returned to the families and everyone, yeah, they're just trying to stay busy, really. Um, but, you know, none of us know what's really going on. We know, we, you know, we've we've been told by the ECB we're not um, not to start until the end of May, the 29th of May. So that's really what we're going by. Mm. Um, then obviously you listen to Boris at five o'clock every night um, and he's just told us to stay in the house for the next three weeks and pretty much, you know, isolated us. So, um, we're basically just going by what the government is saying at the minute. Like everyone, really, like the forest land, um, all sports, sportsmen and women, um, just sticking by the government rules, really. So, how do you see sport panning out then in the next few months? I mean, cricket-wise and forest-wise. When do you think you'll play again? Is is May a realistic time? Do you think or not? Honestly, mate, I I have not got a clue. I'm hoping, of course I'm hoping, I've got my fingers crossed because, you know, I'm all right at the minute, but if this lasts much longer than a few months, then I'm, I'm going to be really struggling. So, 
Um, I'm, you know, I've got my fingers crossed, but I just don't know. I don't, um, you know, with these things, I suppose you've got to take it day by day. We're all we're all in the same boat. Just not just sports sports people, but everyone really. And it's and it's you know it's quite sad. A lot of people are losing their jobs, and um, yeah, the country's in a bit of mayhem at the minute. So um, yeah, I, I, honestly, mate, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's what we're all we all wish we'd know, but we ain't got a clue. So if we kind of turn our attention to football a bit, I suppose it's a bit insignificant, really, in a way. But would you be pretty gutted if the season was null and voided, Forest-wise, given how well they've done? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I sort of, I sort of, you know, uh, getting promotion, automatic promotion, was a, you know, was a, was a big ask, I reckon. Um, but definitely playoffs. You know, I, you know, I had the dream of going to Wembley and watching them play off final. I thought that was definitely achievable. Mm-hmm. And they've played well. I mean, they've been, you know, the start they got after Christmas was absolutely phenomenal. They dropped off a bit with the loss against Charlton, but that happens, you know. It's a long season for them championship lads. And there's a lot of games, um, you know, a bit of a loss of form and, you know, the, the classic word momentum sort of shifts a bit. But, you know, they've been, they've been solid all season. So I think, you know, it was, it, was, it was getting to that stage where you start looking at, you know, like I say, the Wembley finals and things like that. So it was getting exciting, really. Um, so Did it's, you? It's a shame. Did you see them playing as well this season? I guess when Lamucci was appointed, yeah. I didn't know much about him. What, what did you think was going to happen this season? Uh, I don't know. I suppose at the start you're always optimistic, aren't you? You always think you know we're going to we're going to go up again, that sort of thing. But um, I think just consistently how good they've been, especially away from home, they've been solid, haven't they? They've been unbelievable. And then after Christ- Christmas, they managed to find some form, you know, beating Leeds at the City Ground. And they got some good wins then, so it started to get really exciting. So it'd be disappointing now if they don't see, you know, see the finish, you know, see the season off, and uh, you know, try and push for that that third place and go up to the Premier League. So you know, I took my lad actually to the his first game. Uh, it was a QPR game that was nil nil. The one that mm. Morrow's goal got disallowed because it lolly it rolled on the court, yeah, like, like a millimetre. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's 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 four years old, Freddie, and his favourite player is number four. I tweeted it to Joe Warren actually. And he got back, so that was nice. He loved it. Um, so, yeah, I got down a bit, and it was exciting. I was really enjoying it, and the city was loving it. Um, so, it's just disappointing, really. And, you know, hopefully it, they get back on the field. Was that a proud dad moment, taking your boys' football oh, for the first time? It was, it, yeah, it's, it's a bucket list. I've been looking forward to that for a, for a long time. And um, it came across, actually, someone said to me, I've got two spare tickets, one's for a child, and I thought, and I'd not thought, I thought, I'll give him till he's like five or six and then take him so he can like, you know, like properly take it all in. But I thought, you know what, sod it, I'm, gonna, I'm going. So I, you know, I got a bit excited. I took him around to the Trent Navigation about half 12, had a few drinks <laughs> with his granddad there and sort of, sort of knackered him out by um, half time. So we only lasted one half but, uh, and then we went home. But he loved it and he said he wanted to go back. He went to the club shop, got all the new kit and that. So, yeah, he, he had a great day. So, I yeah, took my yeah. daughter. My daughter, thought it was, my daughter thought it was over at half time. She was falling asleep second half. I think we we need to explain that as parents. It goes well, on for ninety minutes. Because Freddie, when he comes to the cricket, so the fifty hours twenty, you can go on the pitch after, can't you? So yeah. at half time, he said to me, "Are we allowed to go on?" He thought he could go on the pitch at football as well. <laughs> so he, he, he was good. He thought he was going to run on the pitch and play football. So yeah, he was a bit gutted after that. That sort of sent him uh, in. That sort of done him that. He was he was devastated that he couldn't go on the pitch. So he wanted to go home. So, which players have stood out for you this season? Then I know you're a bit of a goalkeeping oh, fan in your youth. Who's stood out? Yeah, for you? mate, good... Samba. He's unbelievable. He's he's been quality. Um, he's he's been solid. 
Joe Warrell. I love Joe Warrell. Um, you know, I've got a soft spot for him because he's a local lad from Utnell. Um, mm. Yeah, Joe Lolly, he's found some form and he struggled. He broke his toe in the early in the season, so he's been playing for a bit of pain, but he's found some form as of late. Graben, solid up front. Um, ben Watson, he just churns games out, don't he? he doesn't miss a fixture. He's solid. Um, pretty, yeah, the majority of them, really. Um, Samba, uh, so as well. Mm. Um, went down with a knee injury, didn't he? So he, he was just getting going. He was really good. I enjoyed him. Um, yeah, my main ones though is Samba, Warrell, Graben, Lolly. That's my that's that's my top four. So let's pretend this season is gonna is gonna finish and everything goes to plan. Is this the team that does go up, or do they still need a couple more signings for next season? You think? You can have to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on on Graben in the up top on his own, so he needs a bit of support. I know Dwight Gale, they were sniffing around him. There was a lot of rumours around January about him, but mm. definitely they need to invest in, as all clubs do, don't they? they need to invest to strengthen the, the depth, really, because that Premier League is another level, isn't it? So um, you just never know how some of the players like your Warrells and that are going to get on in that division because it's you know the, the tempo and the speed is ridiculous, isn't it? So um, yeah, I think you'd have to invest in some experienced players um, and some new talent, definitely. Um, but you want to keep the core of the lads. Um, because it looks like they've got a good dressing room at, at the city ground at the minute, which you haven't really seen over the last few years, um, mm-hmm. and that counts for a lot, really, especially over a long, ca- you know, sorry, a long championship season. To have a good dressing room um, and have a good uh, sort of atmosphere and connection between the players is probably, you know, you know, it goes a long way because the season's so long and you go through so many games um, that you need that really. If the, if the change room vibe's not there and players aren't connecting that well then it's, it's very difficult then but I think yeah you keep the core of the forest players and you bring in some um, some uh, yeah some new faces um, that have experienced the Premier League I, I reckon anyway what keep impact Lamouche, you know, keep, keep Lamouche give him a new contract now oh yeah I'd have given him a new contract at Christmas I would have yeah but I mean football's crazy now, but yeah definitely I'd, I'd be I'd be Giving him a new contract, 100%, yeah. But it's not much the big lad's choice, is it? What impact do you think this break will have on players when they do eventually play in terms of fitness well, and that psychological edge? Yeah, I mean, talking. I've been, I was talking about this to someone the other day. I can't remember who it was. But you see all, all the players and, and a lot of our lads are doing it as well. They're putting videos on Instagram that they're keeping fit. But it's nothing like going running around on a pitch playing 90 minutes, is it? So it's the mm. match fitness that's going to be a worry. But I suppose every every everyone's in the same boat aren't they so um, yeah you want to try and you know you're going to lose that match fitness I mean well, they've not played now for a month have they four or five no. weeks haven't played football so they're going to lose that sharpness but everyone's the same so I don't know I, we've never been through this sort of situation ever ever in this country it's absolutely crazy so um, mm. everyone's in the same boat I mean you know players are going to do so much at home ticking doing ticking along doing your own little bits of fitness but it's that match sharpness that um, that they'll lose, which um, you want to try and get that back as quick as you can, really. But we don't know the, we, we don't know the schedule, do we? We don't know when they're going to come back. No, I mean, if it was you and cricket-wise, would you want a couple of friendlies to try and get some running in your legs again? I think, uh, me personally, yeah. I mean, yes. What I, I just explained to you. So after Christmas, being a fast bowler. You sort of start working towards, you're getting your overs up and you're getting the miles in your legs so your body can adapt to bowling again, day in, mm. day out. You can't just go straight into bowling because you'll just snap. Um, so you need to, I think there's a stat of 150 overs um, 
your injury risk after bowling 150 overs goes down massively. So if I bowl 150 overs now before the start of the season, which I was on track to, which I would have done easy, the yeah. risk of getting injured then goes down ridiculously, drastically. Um, so they're the sort of things that you need, really. You need you need that, that mileage in your legs. You need your body to adapt to bowling day in, day out again because it's such a hard thing to do. And I imagine that's similar to football, really. You know, you can mm. sit on a you can sit on a bike and spin your legs around, or go for a jog around Collet Park, but it's completely different to the intensity of playing in the championship. So I don't know. It's 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 very difficult when you've not got a time scale on these things. I mean, ours is May the 29th, so you know I need to now. I've not bowled for a while again. I need to then probably need to bowl another 150 overs to get myself mm. back to where I need to be. So it's mm. it's one of them, mate. I don't know. I honestly mm. don't know. What about the psychological side of it as well? You, you're used to being in a dressing room with your mates, Forest players yeah. are as well. How yeah. do you think, the, how are you coping with that? How do you think footballers are coping with that isolation? I think the same as everyone around the country, mate. It, it's very difficult, isn't it? It's a difficult thing. You try and stay positive and um, we're, we've got Alexa, so we're blasting out Alexa just to try and keep the mood good, just to try mm. and keep everyone going, really. But, yeah, I mean... I love being around the lads, and you know that's pretty much what I play for. Is is the dressing room, the banter in the dressing room, and getting stuck in with your mates, and uh, and that's all I've been used to for twelve years. I've spent more time with my teammates than my my family, pretty much. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, that, it's difficult. It's difficult, but I think you know I, I keep thinking that you know, there's people dying in the country at the minute. So you know the last thing on my my worries is really that I'm not spending time with mates, if you know what I mean. So there's, there's, there's more important things going on. Um, we're trying to save people's lives here, aren't we? So, um, mm. you know, the priority is to to help the country, not really get me back in a dressing room. So I'm trying to think of it like that, really. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for a lot of us. I know um, a few like me, like myself, he's got a couple of kids at home as well. Mulaney's the same. Harry Gurney's got a little little lad. Sammy's yeah. got a few kids as well. So it's just, it's just very difficult. Your life sort of changes upside down I feel like a school teacher at the minute so it's just crazy I know I lost my ride with my daughter today this is off on a tangent yeah, yeah. it's hard trying that she's six trying to keep them entertained and yeah, not drive each other mad when you're all penned up it's hard work I know. yeah so I just find it so overwhelming what's going on I find it so strange that um, I'm itching to know when we're starting cricket I know May the 29th is but yeah who knows, you know what I mean? I'm itching to know, but there's no number on it. There's no date on it, is there, really? Um, mm. Mm. So. You get, are you getting annoyed at those idiots who aren't staying indoors, then? Does that really wind you up? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I am, yeah, I am. I am, because I think the quicker everyone does it, the quicker we all do as we're told, the quicker we can sort of get through this virus and sort of kill it off. That's my theory. That's what I'm reading into it, you know, when, when Boris speaks at five o'clock. But then you, I, mean, I went to Morrison's the other day because I needed to get some milk for the little one. So I, you know, I had to go. You know, I wasn't just taking the mick out. Of it. I had to go there and get some baby milk. And there's just people, there's, there's loads of people just bombing around and mm. you know, this sort of distancing yourself. That wasn't happening. I thought this is just crazy. This is never really going to stop. And that's just one Morrison's. You got to remember, thousands of shops all over the country, aren't there? That people mm. are just mixing. So, and then you see pictures on on Twitter of people at the Tube in London, that's rammed. And you just think, you know, we're never really going to get through this or it's just going to take longer if we don't mm. do as a result. So, uh, well, I suppose all you can do is look at yourself, can't you? Uh, mm. So we're sticking by the rules in my ass anyway. And hopefully mm. everyone else is. So when you do watch football, going back to, to that kind of thing, I mean, do you watch it 
as a normal fan or do you watch it through a different lens? Because, you know, you play sport, you know that kind of thing that footballers are just humans and they might have problems, you know, at home. They might have an injury that we don't know about. Do you, can you watch it as a normal fan still? Uh, I watch Forrest as a normal fan. Yeah. Um, but you sort of read between the lines, can't you? When you've been involved in sport, you can sort of tell if something's not right or confidence of, of the players down or maybe, mm. they're carrying, maybe they're carrying a niggle or maybe the dressing room, there's an upset in the dressing room. You can sort of see that when you've been involved in sport. I and mean, you probably can as well because you've been involved in sport. So, um, mm. yeah, but I mean, when Forest play, I'm I'm as a fan. You know, I sit at home and watch it whenever it's on Sky or if I can go to the ground, I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, I like to watch any sport, really, not just football. Uh, I watch all sorts. So, um, but yeah, um, I feel sorry for footballers because there's a lot of pressure on them and they're just human at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I can sort of mentally sometimes relate to how they're feeling, especially when you go through them bad times and the fans are on your back. And it's a lot worse than cricket, by the way, because obviously football, there's a yeah. lot more people watching and a lot more fans. So I can sort of, I sort of know what they're going through in that sort of sense. So it's a lot tougher than what people who haven't been involved in sport actually understand. You know, there's a lot mm. of pressure on sportsmen. And then, you know, you might be in your last year of contract and you pick up a niggle or, I don't know, you, you know, you, the manager signs a, a new right-back and your position's right-back. So then there's pressure again on you. You know, it's that sort of thing that people don't understand. They think you're just on a good wage and you just, you know, you're in from, I don't know, 10 till 12 and then you just chill at home on your Xbox or whatever you do. It's, it's not mm. that at all. The pressure in sports is ridiculous. Especially mm. the more money you earn as well, the mm. more the pressure seems to come. Mm. Um, how come you're a Forest fan? Is that a family thing? Um, I'm my dad's sport. My dad, my dad's no, not I don't think it's a family thing. My dad sports Forest. My yeah. younger brother sports Man United. In fact, my, my older brother. Yeah, so there's only my brother who sports. My younger brother sports Man United, uh, and me, my older brother, my dad sport Forest. My brother goes a lot. My older brother goes a lot. Mm. Um, it's just been one of them things, really. Yeah, it's from a, a young age. I, I used to. Um, I used to have all the goalie tops, Mark Crosley goalie tops, and I've met him a few times now. I've, I've spoken to him yeah. quite a lot. So that's quite surreal, really, that I used to pretend to be Mark Crosley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's weird. But yeah, I've always I've always loved going down. Um, Did you get a bit starstruck? I know, obviously, you're not no more. a cricketer. No, not you no don't more. know. No. Not no more. I, I used to, yeah. I used to, yeah, big time. Um, but then mm. I think when you realise... They're just normal blokes and they like mm. going out, they like having a drink or they like to just chill out and, and just chat. A lot of them football lads love coming to the cricket. I often see Matty Cash or Worrell or Lolly mm. or whatever in the stands. They're all watching all the time. So you mm. have that connection with them that they're just good lads and they just like to watch sport and, you know, they just get involved that way. So not now, but when I was younger, don't get me wrong, if I bumped into David Beckham now, I'd be like, oh, bloody hell, David Beckham. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be going over and badgering them, do you know what I mean? And say, sign this and chatting to him I'd just leave him to it um, but no no but back when, you then, grow- when, I- when you were growing up did you want to be a footballer or a cricketer or neither I didn't want to be a cricketer I, I never I never I never dreamt of being a cricketer I never thought I, 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 to be fair I played football till I was about till I got released by Notts County so I was, I was good football I was decent footballer I, everyone says they're a decent footballer don't they, when they're young yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, everyone, I hate saying that don't don't put that on but um I was going. I was doing all right. Anyway, put it this way: I was doing all right. Um, I was at Notts County for for a bit, and then I got released, and that I sort of fell out of love with football. I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. I, I still played it, messing around, but I never took it seriously enough. And then that's when I started playing cricket. Um, but just with 
with mates and then I went to play for Bullwell. Um, and then it sort of escalated from there. But even up mm. to like, even up till I signed my contract to cricket, I never thought I'm going to be a cricketer. It was so, it was literally like that. I was at one minute I was working at Hooters, and next minute I was opening the bar with Ryan Sidebomb. It was that, it was that crazy. So there was never really that pressure on me from a younger age. I just mm. sort of played the social thing. I used to love playing. I used to love going out Friday night, play cricket on Saturday at Papwick, go out Saturday night, play cricket on Sunday, and then work all week and then do it again. I used, I used to love that. That was that was that was the dream for me. And then it got a bit silly. I got a bit better and was doing well. And then, yeah, before you know it, I was playing for knots. So I never really dreamt of it. No. Footballer. Football, I definitely dreamt of being a footballer, 100%. Um, you were keeper, weren't you? The goalkeeper at Notts. Keep, keeper and centre. Yeah, keeper at Notts, yeah. But I played centre and half as well a bit. I actually played, I played at Old Trafford and Wembley. I played at Old Trafford in my school. And they're like the Predator, Adidas Predator Cup. Um, I was centre half then. We, we, you got to the top four schools in the country. And then we played a finals day at Old Trafford. And then mm. two weeks after that, I was playing for City Boys at Wembley in goal. And that was a similar thing, like top four cities played at Wembley. So mm. uh, it went downhill after that, mate, to be honest. I um, yeah, I never sort of... I still, I still love playing football now, but yeah. Lost, what's, lost. The stand, what's the standard of football like amongst the Knox cricketers? Who's good? Who's good? Um, who is good? Who's got, do you know? Do you know? You, honestly, you will be surprised at this. Samit's quite good. <laughs> Samit's all right. Surprised at that. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't move on the same blade of grass, but when he gets the ball, he's quite good. Yeah. Um, Ailes is pretty good. Ailes is centre half. He's pretty solid. Um, Jake Libby was good. He's not with us no more, but he was very good. He's a sort yeah. of person. You are picking teams. You pick him first. Yeah. Uh, Joe Clark's handy. Yeah. Peter Moore's actually. Peter Moore's is is. Solid. He's a rock. He is. He always goes centre and half. He's 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 a he's a he's an early round pick. You pick him up early. He's good. Uh, but there's some shockers as well. There's some terrible footballers. Yeah. Cool. Um, Jake Libby's not dead, by the way, for listeners. He's just moved to a different club. When you see yeah, him, yeah, he's, he's gone to Worcester. He, <laughs> he's not. He's still alive. He's at Worcester. <laughs> good. How did you end up working at Hooters? By the way, it's not a normal career path. Obviously, you went. I, I ended up working at Hooters because. A mate of mine called John Wakelin, who I was playing with Papawick for, mm-hmm. he he knew the manager there, and he's still the manager now. His name's Mark James, he's a top man, and yeah. um, he said he'll have some work for me because at the time I was playing a lot of second team cricket, and um, so I needed to fit sort of work. I wanted to fit the work around the cricket, so I used to play <laughs> cricket and then go to Hooters, work till what 11, 12 at night, get the last tram home to Bullwell get the tram in the morning, play for the second team, like day two or something, and work it like that. So I, he was like really flexible with me. Um, so I did that for that summer while I was trialling for the second team. Um, and then I signed the next March, I think, for North. So I never went back. But um, yeah, it was quality. When did you so, feel like you were a proper cricketer then? How, was there a point where you thought you'd really made it? Um, I think once you start getting into all formats, I started first, it was the old Friends Provident, the 50 Overcome. Um, so I started playing that uh, and then didn't play a four-day game for another season, I don't think. And then once I got in the four days and I was consistently playing that, I think when you get in the four-day format and you consistently play that, that's when you can, not say you made it, but you, you're pretty much, you know, you're doing your bit, aren't you? And then you get a mm-hmm. reputation around the counties. Uh, you've been taking a few wickets. So, yeah, probably not for a few years, really. So mm-hmm. I settled down, did a few years and and, um, yeah, sort of learnt my trade a bit. 
Um, mm. Probably a good couple of years, two or three years, yeah. So back to Forest in your younger years then, do you remember your first game and that kind of first era you got into? Was it still a Clough team or was it a bit later than that? No, it wasn't a Clough team. It was, it might have been a David Platt team, you know. <laughs> God, you are younger than me, yeah. Yeah, it probably would be might, that. Time. It might have been that, yeah. I can't remember, it might have been a Frank Frank Clark was before Platt, wasn't it? Yeah. It might have been just the end of Frank Clark's. I can't remember. I can't remember. It might be, for some reason, Forest Norwich, for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. It might have been that. But, um, yeah, I, went, I used to go a few times when I was younger, not all the time. And then I actually got a season ticket when I was about 14, 15, when I, my mum sort of let me go down to the game on my own, that sort of thing. I got mm. half a season ticket then, so I went down. I went down then a lot. And that's when um, I think West Ham were in the championship then. And they had Michael Carrick playing for him, Jermaine Defoe, David Jacob. Yeah. I remember yeah. that, that was a good game. I went to that one. Um, I, I think Marlon Harewood was actually playing for West Ham then. Mm. I think that was that, that, that sort of era. But yeah, the Paul Art era as well, that was quality. I enjoyed that. That, that was the sort of start, really. The yeah. Paul Art era. So like your Jermaine Janus, Michael Dawson, Andy Reid, um, uh, Andy Johnson, Marlon Harewood, that sort of era. Mm. So who's your all-time favourite player then? Is it Wizzy Crossley or is it someone else that's your favourite Forest player? I'll take Crossley's my favourite goalie. Mm. My favourite defender is I'm going to go Dawson at the minute. Or no, yeah. no, 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 no. Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan's my favourite defender. Uh, my favourite midfielder was Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, my favourite striker was Andy Johnson. But I reckon Graben's going well, isn't he? But Andy Johnson. I used to love Andy Johnson. Yeah, he was class. Andrew, I think Andrew Reid's my favourite Forest player. He's Who? Andrew Reid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Met, that, era, actually, that first spell. I actually met him just after just after Christmas. I met him. We were at David Lord Gym and um, we were getting changed. And I obviously knew who he was. Who he was. And I think he sort of knew I played cricket because he mates with Swanee. And he just started talking to me and I, I was having a good chat with him. I spoke for about 20 minutes. And I thought I just—I thought I, you know, I wasn't starstruck then. We we're just chatting normally as blokes. Um, but he came—he's a top man. He came across really well. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the some of the games he played, some of the some of the goals he scored was unbelievable, wasn't it? He was classic. Mm-hmm. And actually, when he came back for his, you know, he went to Tottenham, then Sunderland. And I can't remember. It. Did he go to Charlton after that as well? And then he yeah. came back to Forest, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, class legend. I like yeah, Andy Reid. Do you think fans forget that footballers are normal blokes when they just meet them in the street? Do you think yeah, they're a normal I do, guy? Yeah. I a lot of people starstruck. I mean, until, I think until you're around an environment like that. So, mate, when I first walked in the Notts dressing room, you had people like Swan, Hussey, mm. um, Sidebottom, Reed, Frank. So I was exactly the same. But I think once you get to know people, you just realise they're actually normal. And then you can actually have normal conversations with them, can't you? And just chat mm-hmm. about life and what, what people are up to. Um, so, yeah, I reckon people just get so starstruck about them and they probably just see them as like these heroes when well, actually they're just normal blokes that are just living the dream and playing forest so um, mm-hmm. yeah I think when I was back when I was 15, 16 I would have been the first one saying can you sign this sign that and trying to speak to them and that but um, yeah all sportsmen are normal aren't they I mean I've met a few now with cricket I met Flintoff Warren people like that and they were my heroes, people like them. But then when I actually speak to them, they're just normal blokes, which is mm. like really nice as well, which is, you know, sort of go away from talking. Like the Andy Reid thing, I just went away and thought, he's a top man. I had a great mm. chat with him. Mm. Really good bloke. 
Kevin Nolan as well. Kevin Nolan was always in the, in the gym. He's he's a top bloke. Mm. And he was he always come to the cricket as well. So he yeah yeah he was great. The lads loved chatting to him. He was a really good bloke. He's working at West Ham now, isn't he? Mm. Oh yeah, true, true. So just to wind up then, do you? I mean, you hope the season's finished, gets finished, but you think if it's voided, then so be it. Is, would you? How would you feel about that? Oh mate, I'd be absolutely devastated. Genuinely, I'd be, I'd be gutted. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do myself. Um, <laughs> because what we're going to do? Go straight back into another winter again, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but I mean, priorities, right, mate? All I just hope the country gets gets itself straight and um, people stay safe. Really, and that's you know that's the way I feel about it now. Cricket's not really, well, it's not important at all, really. Obviously, we want to play. We put in a lot of work this winter, and it's been tough this winter. Every winter seems to get tougher, really, but. Um, I think with what happened last year, you know, our, our form in the Red Bull stuff, we needed to change a few things. So we've done that, and then you know, disappointing the, you know, what's happened with this virus. But main, the main thing is people's health, really. Mm, true. Perfect note to end on. Well, thanks for joining us, Fletch. We do appreciate it, mate. Nice one, mate. All right. No I'll, worries. I'll, uh, I'll, Bob. Do you take care, mate? Anyway, stay safe and um, yeah. Yeah, you too, and the family, and the family. Uh, if people at home could uh, give us a rating, we'd really appreciate that. I know it's not ideal at the moment with what we're able to do, but hopefully we're lightening the mood a little bit. If you go on uh, iTunes and five-star reviews will be appreciated, and you can subscribe on YouTube and get us on Spotify every week. And we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with a different guest and hopefully distracting everyone from what's going on in the world. So thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.